Welcome to the Women Wives Warriors podcast, where we spill the tea and clean it up. From infertility to infidelity, from breaking glass ceilings to mm, uncomfortable waiting seasons, from pop culture to Jesus culture, honey, we tackle it all. So hopefully you're here on purpose, but if not, God makes no mistakes. So get ready to eavesdrop on conversations with celebrities and local heroes as we get intimate about the superpowers they've discovered and the innate champion within every woman. Let's go. Hey Warriors, I'm your host, Dacia James Lewis, and today I'm here to tell you, girl, you better not give up. Yes, I am talking to you. Look, I decided to interrupt our regular scheduled program after a friend of mine said, Dacia, we want to hear you. You are so real and raw, and the people need to hear your story. You have a word, girl. I said, who me? Girl, no. But what she didn't know is that the Holy Spirit had already told me that I needed to do an episode to encourage some of you not to lose hope, not to give up on God. So here I am, solo dolo today. But this, I feel it in my shanana. Yeah, this gonna bless somebody. Let's go. I believe one of the most difficult things as a child of God is holding on to his promises when they are nowhere in sight. One of the most acclaimed scriptures is 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, which says, we walk by faith, not by sight. I mean, who made this stuff up? Okay, because at times it seems impossible, especially when you've seen a glimpse of the endless possibilities for your life. Like God has shown you the future and you are hype about it, but time passes and it passes and it passes. And you're like, wait a minute, God, what the hell happened? This ain't looking nothing like what I saw or what you said. How can I believe when it's looking so dim? And I think that's a question that many of us ask ourselves. And I want to encourage us all by saying this. Faith requires us to believe even when we don't see it. If we actually saw what God was about to do, honey, we would not need faith for it. At least I wouldn't, right? So many people ask my husband and I how we stay strong and faithful to God in the face of mounting disappointments and negative doctor's reports. My answer, God. Yes, I have some bad days, but the level of peace I have in this journey is God's super to my natural. But that didn't come overnight. This has been a journey of constant surrendering. I'm reminded of one of my lowest points. I had just received another negative pregnancy test. And at the same time, it seemed like everybody in a mama was getting pregnant around me. And to make matters worse, it was nearing the end of the year. And I don't know what it is about the end of the year that makes us reflect on everything that didn't happen for us versus what did happen for us. Oh, just me? Oh, you gonna leave me out there on that limb by myself? I know I got a witness out there somewhere, but I don't mind being transparent. Here's a peek into my thoughts. Um, This is something that I wrote in my journal during a tumultuous time about how I felt about God. Shameless plug. This is in my book, The Game of Life. (laughs) Okay, here it is. Here you are passing out babies like Santa Claus at Christmas time. And every year I make my list and anticipate unwrapping my precious gift. Yet nothing. 
Have I been naughty? Because my present has yet to appear under the tree and each holiday ends the same, childless. Again, I am forced to enter a new year with the dreams of the last one shattered. The audacity of you to forget me, your beloved daughter who serves you faithfully. What did I do wrong? Do you hear me up there? Matter of fact, are you even real? Oh, child, I was going through it. But the weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, of the weight, W-A-I-T, was getting so heavy at that time that I was on the brink of giving up. And as we head into the end of the year, I don't want you to lose hope if the things you are believing God for have not yet come to pass. I shared this on my Instagram page this week, but exactly two years ago today, I found myself in church mad at God. Mounting disappointments had muzzled my praise and I just refused to worship. Y'all, I was in the church house just standing there stoic and unbothered by the atmosphere. I heard the worship leader say, I don't know who this is for, but God told me to tell you that what you are going through was not meant to destroy you, but to make you stronger. You better worship the father right now. Well, I said, okay, but first we need to talk. I told God, I'm tired. I'm over it. And I don't have the strength to believe you or your word anymore. Tears ran down my face as I let God know the real. Y'all, listen, the Jesus, the preacher came out. Okay. And then the preacher said, yes, God. I'll do that. Something in me knew what was about to happen. Then the preacher said, y'all know I don't usually do this, but I need to be obedient. Now, at this point, I'm borderline shook because I got a feeling something about to happen in the midst of me talking to God. So he said, there is a couple here. You have been believing God for children, but for some reason it hasn't happened. The doctor said the chances are low. If that's you, get to the altar. My God, I said, y'all in church, ah, hell. No, really, y'all. I said, ah, hell. And the lady in front of me turned around. (laughs) I didn't even care, y'all. I was shook. And I got to tell you why I was shook. Because if you know me, you know, I get real skeptical about altar calls. Um, you know, Benny Hinn and laying out folks. I had a hard time believing that, oh God, until it happens to you, <laughs> then you like, oh snap. Um, and so this time, not only did it happen, but 21 days to the date prior to this encounter, I was called out to the altar at a completely different church. This is why I was shook because out of all my years of going to the church, it's been very rare that there has been a very specific altar call that was catered to what it is that I was facing. Okay. Hence the reason why I said, oh, hell, because I could not believe it, especially at the moment when I was pouring my heart out to God. He was like, you talking to me? Oh, I got you. 
<laughs> okay, let me finish the story. So of course my husband was like, that's us. And he led the way um, because if it was me, I would have said he ain't talking to me. Okay. But we went and um, the pastor prayed over us. But here's the thing. Did it happen? Not for us, but it did for the couple standing next to us. Does that mean I lose faith? No, it means God is not a respecter of persons. What he does for someone else, he will do for you. So I stand here still believing God when doctors are still confused and doubtful. Why? Because if we could see what God was doing, we would not need faith. Whatever you're believing for, this is the season to double down on his promises. Do not let up. Do not give up. Impossible situations are done not by your might, not by your power, but by God's spirit. Let this be a reminder and a declaration that God's grace is sufficient for whatever you need. Do not look to the left or to the right on what other people are getting. You focus on your focus and your focus is to not give up. Now you might be saying, okay, Dacia, that is easier said than done. And you are right. It is. So I would be remiss not to share some tips on how I get back on the hopeful horse when um, I'm faced with delays. The first one is take the negative thoughts captive. One of the most difficult aspects of waiting is the battle in the mind. Those thoughts come to torment you. Things like it will never happen for you. God doesn't love you. You don't deserve to be happy. You aren't intelligent enough. It's a lie. And we won't even get into what condemnation will do. I mean, we start drafting up all kinds of reasons on why God shouldn't bless us. It's all a lie. So what I do is find God's word on the matter. I find his promises. I write them down on sticky notes and I post the mugs everywhere to remind me that I'm worthy and his promises are true. I'm talking about sticky notes galore in the bathroom, in the car, in the kitchen. I need the word of God surrounding me to remind me that God will do exactly what he said. I do not play when it comes down to my mind. The mind is the devil's playground. Okay. So we must take it seriously. The second thing is gratitude. Although I might not have the promise, dream, or desire in the time I hoped for, I remind myself of all the times God showed up and showed out. And he has definitely done that, not only for me, but for the people around me. Voice your gratitude. I find that I cannot complain and praise God at the same time. When we take our eyes off of our big problems and we focus on how big our God is, all of the challenges we face don't seem as overwhelming. Philippians 4 and 4 says it best. Rejoice in the Lord, I say. And again, I say rejoice. That has to be a mindset. Okay. Let me hop into the third one. My gosh, 
surrender. Oh, Lord, this one is a difficult one for me, especially if you are a control freak like myself, which our next episode is about being a control freak. But if it is something that I cannot control, I have to make myself turn it over. There is no sense in me getting worked up or stressed out when I can't change the outcome. I remind myself that the battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. One of my favorite scriptures to reflect on is Proverbs 1633. Y'all, it says, we may throw the dice, but God determines how they land. Y'all, we don't have control anyways. We can try to change it or make something happen, but we got to let it go. And I feel like I have some solace in knowing that God sees what I can't see. So shoot, I'm like, okay, God, so let your will be done. I got to trust you. The last one is walk it out. I make a choice to have faith and walk this thing out by taking steps. If I'm believing God for a new job, that step might be updating LinkedIn. If I desire to be married, it might require me actually putting on clothes and going on a date, collect some data on these men, okay, and move accordingly. So don't waste your time, okay? And uh, if I'm desiring children, uh, but only have sex with my husband once every two months, what are those chances? Okay, slim to none, probably. And uh, let me think of another one. Oh, if I want that degree, well, I might have to apply for the school. Y'all get the picture. In any case, walk it out. Put some action behind what you're believing God for. All right, did y'all get all of that? Okay, I'm gonna do a little recap for you. All right, let's run that back. Number one, take your thoughts captive. I mean, snatch them suckers up and make them bow down to the promises of God. All right. Number two, have an attitude of gratitude and recall God's goodness because he did it before. He will do it again. Best believe it. Number three, surrender your future. Give it all to God. I mean, absolutely everything. All your heart's desires, lay it at the throne. He's got your back and your best interest in mind. Lastly, walk it out. Faith requires us to move one foot in front of the other. Dr. Tony Evans says it best. Faith is acting like it is so, even if it's not so, so that it might be so simply because God said so. Do not give up. Go ahead and lean into the promises and believe it's already done. All right. I look forward to hearing all the testimonies of your miracles in motion. And I also look forward to sharing mine with you soon. God bless you guys and have an amazing week. That's it, Warriors. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Me on My Solo. If y'all want more of my random drop-ins, let your girl know, and I will hit y'all with some life lessons as we walk this thing out together. Don't forget to like, and if you are an avid podcast listener like myself, be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you are a real one, go ahead and join our private Facebook group for prayer and accountability. At the end of the day, 
say see ya. I'm signing off. Be bold, be brave, and most importantly, be you. Be you.